Hello and welcome to Pastors at Home, a chat with your pastors about living for Jesus in a time where we can't meet up and read uh, and read uh, or meet in real life. <laughs> I can't read this, Jeffrey. I'm so sorry. She can't read but in real I life. Can't <laughs> Do you want to start I, I, again? I can't stop because it's one take, unfiltered and lo-fi. Correct. <laughs> Authentic. And I've got my dear friends, Liana. <laughs> hey ho. And Jeff. Hi. <laughs> I was thinking about how do people still do this? Like if we went around to someone's <laughs> if you're house, you're not a seven my, dwarf. My mum would like knock on the door and go, "Yoohoo!" <laughs> Did anyone else's mum used to do that? Yeah, but "yoohoo" is different from "hey ho." <laughs> I know it just brought it to mind. Okay, they're good. obviously connected. And I think no one's a "yoohooing" anymore. <laughs> and the seven dwarf said, "Hi ho," oh. not "hey ho." Mm, sorry, I haven't read that story Hi-ho. for a while. Hi-ho. Oh, it's off to work. It was one of the three um, movies on VHS that my grandma had. So we used to watch it every time we visited my grandparents or one of those three. Anyway, continue. Probably on Disney Plus now. For the retro throwbacks. Total. Um, Well, our topic, uh, strangely enough, is not Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. um, But today we thought we'd take a look at Psalm 23. Uh, So this psalm, I remember when I became a Christian... Um, and somebody had, <coughs> in my kind of early uni days, and somebody had recommended that it's really good to just soak your brain in God's word so that in situations in life will come up that you've got some God's word stored away mm. in your brain. So you don't have to memorize the whole Bible, mm-hmm. but pick a few passages. And they recommended Psalm 23. Was this an older, wiser Christian? An older, wiser Christian. That what I would they know? <laughs> <laughs> possibly what I thought at the time. <laughs> I like to think of myself as a delightful, humble person that I am now and have always been. Um, but I didn't take their advice. Uh. And I think I didn't take the advice because I was a little bit judgmental. I was like, mm. Psalm 23, isn't that the pastures, you know, mm. the you know, the valley of the shadow of the death psalm. And mm. I don't know, I just, I balked at it because I just thought that's a little bit Christian-y. Yeah. It's on all like the movies one. and yeah. It's like saying Amazing Grace is your favourite hymn. Mm. Oops. <laughs> Amy Kirkness's heart just broke into I, seven I love it. I'm pieces. just saying it's like people who say that who are obviously wrong, but. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. I love Amazing right. Grace. Anyway, so it turned out that my slight arrogance to live offbeat um, caused me to overlook Psalm 23 for many, mm. many years. Oh, no. So, but I've repented. And it's a wonderful psalm. And mm, so yeah. I'm going to read it for us. And then I thought we could talk about it. Okay. Great. All right. So Psalm 23, a psalm of David. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Mm. That's Psalm 23. Mm. That's only six verses. That's very memorizable. Exactly. Yes. I haven't memorized it (laughs) properly. (laughs) We went through a phase with our kids where we tried to help them to memorize it. Mm. This particular Psalm? Yes, Psalm 23. We should try again, but with bribery this time. I think because at the time, shout out Ian Simmons, he was helping his kids Mm. to memorize it. He got a job off the back of that. 
did he? Yes, because when they went to meet <laughs> in oh. Exmouth, <laughs> because when they went to meet the Bishop of the Northwest, when they were going to move to the um, Northwest Anglicans, um, <laughs> secrets revealed. Their right daughter was home. talking like Ian wasn't there, but like his wife and happened to come out. Kids were in <laughs> the now room. The time to say it, Daddy. <laughs> talking, talking to the <laughs> bishop, <laughs> and somehow it came up that she'd been learning a bit of the Bible, and she pipes up with, "The Lord is my shepherd." <laughs> I lack nothing. And the bishop's like, wow, he's got his like four-year-old to memorize Psalm 23. But I'm <laughs> you're, f- <laughs> you're employed. You're hired. That's that what is I was a, That is a great, great story. Yeah. Um, no, Apparently I she couldn't remember it the next day. So. No. <laughs> 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 I was just thinking of the thing that he said to me. Mm. It was just like this oh, touching this dad moment yeah. where he's just like, you know what? I was just thinking... I won't always be able to be with my daughter, but if I can give her Psalm 23 to always be with her, then <laughs> isn't that oh the greatest Ian. thing? I was like <gasps> I'm not crying. You're, You're crying. crying. <laughs> can I have the tissues? <laughs> anyway. And we actually are all crying. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I was like, fast blinking, fast yeah. blinks, fast blinks. Um, that is beautiful. Mm. Yep. So and and that, very true. We tried very, to very true. We tried to help. We I think did. Kipling was the only one old, old enough at the time. And he got most of the way through memorising mm. it. I'm pretty sure he wouldn't be able to remember I can test your kids later if you want and report no, back, no, just no, secretly. Yeah, don't tell Evan because hopefully my um, job's not based <laughs> on that now. <laughs> <laughs> I won't tell Ian either because that might break his heart too. <laughs> I mean, obviously I memorised it at the time as well, but my brain plasticity is out the window. So <laughs> <laughs> it hasn't stuck. <laughs> it's a bit wooden in there. But it is beautiful. Mm. It is mm. a beautiful psalm. Mm-hmm. So why did this, like, what has brought this up for you? Like, uh, what did you, yeah, what was your question or your, you know? Why am I talking about Psalm 23? Yeah, why well, are we talking about this today? I'm, well, I'm talking about it because I overlooked it for so long. Yeah. And then when you overlook something, it's like, mm. I'm trying to think of some food I've discovered. I was talking to someone recently and they were talking about how, you know, they always thought that, you know, Avocados were awful, mm. which I actually still do think avocados are awful. And they are awful. So they so <laughs> awful. Oh, have your smashed avo and have mine too. Um, but anyway, and it turns out their tastes have changed and they finally yeah. tried it after not trying it all their life mm-hmm. and they thought this is amazing. Yeah. Why did I used to hate this? Yeah, what have I been missing? I had, a little, I had that little moment. I almost bought avocado ice cream the other day. I went down to the shops for a treat. Oh, you thought it was mint? It was, a, it was <laughs> IGA and all of the ice creams were like eye-wateringly expensive. Oh, IGA. <laughs> but this avocado ice cream was Highway like, robbery. <laughs> obviously, they couldn't sell it because it's like 95% off. <laughs> it's like this $1 tub. And I was like, do I dare? It could be brilliant. And then oh I just had goodness. this like fantastic I would have loved to try it for $1. Yeah, but then I was like, no, there's a reason why it's 95% <laughs> Discounted. In those situations, my curiosity gets the better of me. For 95 cents, I reckon you should have probably <laughs> I'm just taken the gamble. Connoisseur. <laughs> connoisseur. <laughs> you could have bought both, though. Like, like I a think bit of he's connoisseur. the one that we test and try. That's true. I could have. Okay, back on topic. Back Sorry. on Psalm 23. So, anyway, it's a short psalm. And I think, okay, well, I don't know what to hear. It, I don't, do I ask my questions or do I tell you my thoughts? What are your thoughts of this psalm? What That's are your vibes? Fun. Does it bring oh bring good <laughs> good vibes? Yes. Oh, sorry. I think I've got a child crying because they think that I've disappeared. <laughs> All right. Let's keep going. Um, you tell me your thoughts now. All <laughs> right. <laughs> now I'm cornered. Okay. So here are my thoughts. There's a few things. Um, one, uh, it's extremely personal. 
Mm. So looking at verse 1 there, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Um, so there's a, there's a real intimacy to the psalm straight off as it starts. And, you know, it, it's, it is that beautiful, of like, you know, it's very, I feel like Matt Tasker would like this psalm. It's very agricultural, you mm. know, there's green pastures. Shout out Matt Tasker. <laughs> there's quite still waters. There's mm-hmm. a farmer, um, a good, you know, shepherd. And he's protecting you. He's lying down. Uh, he's letting you lie down in these green pastures. And he guides me on paths of righteousness uh, for his name's sake, which that was one of my questions, mm. which I think I figured out after I thought about it for a little while. Mm. But what does that kind of caught my arm? Like, what does that mean? Mm. Why does he guide me on paths of righteousness for his name's sake? Mm. What does that mean? What's a path of righteousness? And why is it for his name's sake? Yeah, what about me? Just joking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. Question one. Oh, am I just listing my question? Or I are we going to interact with that one? Yeah, let's interact with yeah. that. Um, Jeff, yeah. we're all looking okay, at you, Jeff. Well. We're looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> well. This is your turn to interact. Yeah. I think the, um, you know, you do, one of the, the beautiful thing about the psalm is how, well, the the kind of pictures work. Just Vivid, like to point out. Yeah, would we yeah. say? Mm. And you kind of you, you do need to kind of inhabit the the metaphor. And one of the things which you know, again, shout out Alan Chapel. I feel like we've shouted <laughs> him out <laughs> most of all on this podcast. <laughs> but he has. If you're listening at home, please keep a tally. Let us yeah, know. I r- um, he did a great talk on Psalm 23 at Credo a number of years back, and you can still get it uh, yeah. on the Credo website. Yeah. So hit that up. Um, so tune out <laughs> and go find after that. After <laughs> you hear our delightful insights. But I think one thing that he does a good job of is pointing out that there's two metaphors. Mm. Yeah. Which of course there is. But it the first one, the agricultural one, is so kind of powerful mm. and contains like that vivid imagery that you kind mm. of neglect the second one which is the kind of host yeah yeah, um, yeah. anointing my head with oil mm. we've got a theme <laughs> on our um, bible questions <coughs> only psalms with oil, oil anointing there's no beards in this one but no, i picture the shepherd having a beard shepherds that's don't just shave, me yeah yeah <laughs> anyway yeah so the um yeah, so you kind of need to inhabit the metaphor a bit. Okay, what does that mean? Well, so that the metaphor of the shepherd, you know, like you can't help but feel like th- as the sheep mm. for whom you have the Lord as your shepherd, mm. This you have this kind of journey, journeying type metaphor mm-hmm. in which that feels like your life, right? That you... The Lord is kind of leading you. He's shepherding you through mm. through all of life, and that he he does it in a way that leads you to kind of good places, quiet waters. He like refreshes you and refreshes your soul, but he also kind of guides you along righteous paths because he wants righteousness for your life, and that that's the way that he's shepherding you towards. Is it too simple to think of righteous paths just as? Right paths, like as in the right path. My translation actually says he guides me along the right paths. Oh, well, that's probably not a too simple um, explanation then. (laughs) Probably just an alternative (laughs) translation. Although you've got an old NIV, don't you? I do. So the updated have gone for the right paths. Mm. Weird. Because that's how I read paths of righteousness. 
Because I think, you know, you, the right word righteousness, you think, oh, wait, isn't that, you know, being right with God and like, you know, Jesus' blood and it all gets kind of tangled and confused in my mm. New Testament brain. Mm. But then I'm like, as I looked at this, I'm like, no, I, I think that just means he's leading me on the, the right path. Mm. Mm. Um, and for his name's sake, th- I'm throwing this out here. Yeah, having please do. With you guys yeah. at all. I Life. The more I thought about this, yeah. I'm like, oh, and he's doing this. He's being this good shepherd who looks after me and protects me because he is a good shepherd. As we, It's for his namesake because he is the shepherd who is, you know, the Lord. So he's the compassionate, the merciful, the righteous, the just. Mm. Like, actually, it's about the character of the shepherd not actually about my character. It's not mm. he's leading me on the right path because I'm a good sheep. No, mm. he's leading me on the right path because I'm his sheep and he's a righteous shepherd or mm. he's a he's a good shepherd. Mm. So whenever I'm on the right path, it's or like I'm on the right path and all credit goes to him. Yes. As my shepherd. Yeah. And I guess that was part of Israel's kind of mission, wasn't it? Was to kind of bring praise to God's name from like all around, you know, from the nations for God, who was such a good God to them. That's a very inarticulate way of putting it. Sorry. Mm. You don't have to apologise to <laughs> us. <laughs> did you remember how I did that intro? Smooth <laughs> as. <laughs> yes. Um, but okay, here's my mm. path. Here's oh, yep. my question. One of my other questions that come up. Mm. So you go straight from this beautiful picture mm-hmm. of the shepherd leading you. It is beautiful. It is yeah. green pastures, uh, still waters, mm. and then you've got those right paths in your mind. In verse three, and then verse four, it's even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, and it just kind of struck me. I might be quite simple, but I'm going to be stuck me of, okay, how do the right path and the valley of the shadow of death connect? Mm. Is it that I've fallen off the right path and that was on the kind of hilltop and now I've fallen into a valley Mm. and this is not the right path? Mm. Um, But that can't quite work because it says, you know, I will fear no evil because you are with me. So my shepherd, it's not that I'm the sheep that's fallen off the mountain and my shepherd's up the top there. Um, and mm. I'm in this valley mm. because actually the shepherd's with me. It says, mm. I will fear no evil because you're with me. And so it, I don't know. I feel like as a Christian we should know this. But <laughs> it was that revelation of going, oh, the right paths might go through valleys which feel like the valley, valley of the shadow of death. Mm. Um, yeah, just that whole idea of mm. right paths and suffering. Yeah. Actually. They could go together. Yeah. It could be the same path. Yeah. 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 What something that just like as we're reading it, like your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Like, what is comforting about a rod and a staff? I guess because it beats off it pr- the bear and the lion. Yeah, it protects you. Yeah. It's yeah. Not like, I'm not comforted necessarily by um, being in a comfortable situation. Like God comforts us in the dark valley because He's with us and He's beating off. Yeah. Threats, right? Yeah. No, Jeff's looking at no, me no, with no. a up. Uh, no, I think that's exactly right. Right. Because y- when you see your protector mm. well armed, mm. that's a comfort. Yeah. So yeah. it doesn't matter that you're in the, the darkest valley or the valley of the shadow of death. Yeah. My, my question, though, would mm. be in shepherding, mm. how often does the rod get 
used to hit the sheep back onto the <laughs> path that is meant to be going. Because, oh. like, I think sheep are pretty dumb; they wander. Yeah, yep. I guess that's the reason I thought it. Well, one of the reasons I was thinking of it as a protection is because I fear no evil. Yes. I so guess that's the assuming the evil's outside of me, mm. rather than me kind of committing it. And the yeah. Valley of the Shadow of Death, it sounds like a place where you would be afraid. Yeah. But here, you're not afraid. Why are you not afraid? Not because you know you'll get through it, not because you know that you can, you know, fend off for yourself, but actually you're not fearing an evil because you've got, the because the shepherd is with you. Mm. Um, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. I feel like shepherds get this meek and mild kind of uh, mm. kind of picture. We only really talk about them at Christmas time, don't we, sitting down on the yeah. mountains. Yeah. But I feel like shepherds They're are more like... They're so relaxed down <laughs> the mountains. Just, just chilling like on the hill. Washing their socks by <laughs> night. <laughs> and the Lord's laying down. That's why they see the angels. Reclining, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, chilling. <laughs> But I reckon, like, shepherds were more warrior-like, you know. They had to mm. fend off the bear and the lion, which is what David said he did mm. when he was a shepherd boy. I feel like, you know, they've got some grit. Mm. Um, mm. And so he's, a like, a strong protector. Mm. Um, yeah, I, and I just feel like that is transforming to think, actually, during those – connecting those things together. So uh, God is your God who – like, the Lord is your shepherd – and he looks after you and cares for you and provides for you. But then also, and he leads you on the right path. But that right path is going to go through valleys because suffering is a part of um, life and there's mm. fear there. But that there doesn't have to be fear there because God is still, can be still with you in those valleys. I sound like I'm writing things that can go on a little wall poster with a <laughs> cross with stitch. sunset. Cross stitch. <laughs> Um, you, are we following my logic? Yeah, you want to pull me up I on anything? You. 100%. I'm yeah. here. Um, I'm just going back to Jeff's point about, yeah, could you expand on, like, is the rod always, like, beating away enemies or is it kind of steering you back on path? Yeah. Because no. that's why it's a rod and a staff. Yeah, see, I think you're right. The context seems to imagine that the, it's kind of external dangers. Mm. And yet there does seem to be right paths. And especially if you're going through a dangerous stretch, mm. you can't wander off. And mm. so the wandering Which off is, is dangerous. Yeah. yeah. And you know, That's the what the staff's for, isn't it? Yeah, the shepherd's crook kind of thing. I mm. understand <laughs> that Based it's got that little hooky bit at the end. <laughs> so you can grab the sheep. Yeah. 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 So Around their neck. Pull them back. <laughs> yeah. A bit like a olden-timey cattle prod. Mm. Which is why, like... The the psalm works at the level of helping you to r- reflect a bit, mm. like that you might look at the shepherd's staff and think that's the thing that he always used to s- uses to beat me, <laughs> like to knock me with, right? Yeah. And yet, y- to see it is like ah, oh, but that's a that's a relief because we're going. This is a really dangerous stretch, and I don't want to wander off. And I need I know that he's going to use it for my good when I'm in danger of mm. kind of like... Yeah, because the knocking you isn't just because he gets a bit bored. No. The knocking is, oopsies, that the right path's over here. Like, yes. you know, yeah. step, yeah. step back in line. cliff there, follow, yeah, yeah, follow this path. It's a comfort yeah. because I know that he will use his rod yeah. and his staff yeah. to guide me along yeah. the right path. And to keep me on the right path. Yeah. yeah. To the next I green pasture. And I just, it's, it's so powerful when you're like, well, I will fear no evil mm. for you are with me. And I'm like... That's such a challenge, I think. Mm. I think because it's, I don't know, I just feel like that really is grasping hold of 
God for who mm. he is that actually, because David says it so many times in the past, like, you know, my enemies surround me, but I fear no evil God because you are with me because mm. you're my Lord. Mm. I just think, wow, you really get that God is your protector. Um, and in the face of real danger, you trust in God with your life. Mm. Um, and then it moves into this host. Yeah. One that you mentioned. change of gear. Yeah. Before we get off the kind of whole path thing, though, mm. I don't know, just like worth pausing and thinking there's all those memes out there about 2020. Like no one knew that this was going to be the yeah. path that God would lead all of us mm. along. And for some of us, that has been a kind of energizing and good, different, disruptive kind of <laughs> path. Mm. If you're out there, send me a text. Let me know who yeah. you are. <laughs> let us know who you are and what your secrets are. <laughs> I love hearing Corona silver linings. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> just jokes. But yeah, Jeff, back to the serious. No, for lots of people and maybe the majority, as you say, it's mm. um, <laughs> as I joke. <laughs> it's been like a darkest valley type experience that so much of what we were hoping for out of mm. twenty twenty has um, been taken away, and so both in a macro sense, but also just at a personal sense, to trust that the Lord is the one guiding us here for his namesake, for his purposes, um, mm. out of his grace and compassion on the world that he is taking us through this. Um, yeah. yeah, he hasn't left us alone. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I, yeah. And that is a comfort. It like is a it's great a comfort. It's important to remember that and to be comforted by it. Mm-hmm. Um, even though it is a difficult stretch for lots of us. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Yes, Next. but then the host. The host. Yeah. Well, from verse five, 5 and 6, the host is talking about, you know, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. It ends very triumphantly seems wrong mm. joyfully mm. like assuredly triumphantly sounds right though because yeah. it's like my enemies are all here and i'm the one feasting and yeah. um you know you have laid out this table and they're all i guess chained up like i yeah. presume they're not eating as well <laughs> no but there's this i don't know there's this light and dark in both examples mm. like mm. in the shepherd mm. one and in the host one there is you know the beautiful pastures and the dark valley mm. um, and then here there's the beautiful table but the enemies are still there mm. Um, mm. yeah so there's this light and dark in this one as well yeah which again you know you've prepared a table for me it's again god's a provider um and a host and he's I don't, there seems to be joyful celebration though mm. mm. especially with that oil that's all <laughs> that's right <laughs> when the oil's <laughs> on the table there's a party <laughs> happening <laughs> Um, yeah, what is that? You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. What's the idea of that? It's like some sort of victory. What sort of victory is it? Anyone? A, a uh, one with food? Yeah, one with uh, food. I feel like <laughs> let's pause and listen to Alex. <laughs> 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 well, it is that the enemies who were trying to get you off the right path, mm. um, you know, is it kind of, Switching metaphors, but not idea. Like I've been yes. walking through the darkest valley. Um, there's been evil around me, like my enemies who are trying to draw me away from you or to damage me, you know, to damage your name, sort of thing. 
but you have led me here victoriously and you've prepared a feast before me and like my enemies are all watching mm. kind of the kind of the victory that you've given me in your protection is sort is of it thing. It's over them. Is um, it like is it over them? Over yeah. evil? In the over face of them. Yeah, yeah, in the face of them. Maybe well, this is. Better. I think this is the section where I'm reminded that although it's not uh, invalid to kind of extrapolate this to the experience of every Christian, mm. it's a psalm of David, mm. and so this yeah. is his experience of his yeah. kind of life and journey with God as yes, God's okay. anointed one. That. Mm. If you think about the trajectory of David's life Mm -hmm. and the period where he was anointed as king, but kind uh, of Saul was still the This is the important bit because I think sometimes we think of David and we think, okay, the shepherd boy who, you know, kills Mm. Goliath. And then we think King David. And there's this kind of blurry bit in the middle. Yeah. Mm. It's Um, actually quite a big bit where Saul was opposing him and trying to kill him. Yeah. Because he was anointed when Saul was still king and he was young. Mm. And then, you know... Oddly, he went and played music for Saul to make him feel better. Um, But then Saul got jealous and was like, I'm going to kill you. So chased him around, you know, and he had to hide in caves and... Threw a spear at him. (laughs) Threw a spear at him. But David wouldn't overthrow Saul. And he had opportunities where he could actually have killed him, but he didn't because he was God's king. And he waited patiently for God to deliver him as the chosen king. Um, at the right time. Hmm. Am I getting my yeah, history no, this, right? This yeah. Right, yeah. If you want to read up about this, one Samuel, <laughs> it's riveting. <laughs> but then even like I'm reading two Samuel now. Still riveting. But also there's no shortage of enemies in yeah. David's life. When when he is king and yeah. it's all yeah. kind of like on board, like mm. the infighting within the regime and the kind of pressures f- externally as well, um, they're always there. And so, yeah, he has this very strong consciousness that there's enemies. Yeah. Um, but that he, the Lord as the host can be relied upon to uh, sustain him and provide for him. And his cup overflows. Mm. Like, that's, that's a, that is, mm. you could, you, that, how else would you say that? What would you say that in modern day language? My cup overflows, because it does sound very... Uh, my inbox is full. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think joyful. of like an abundant, an abundant grazing table. Oh, right. Okay. Do you know? No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Abundance. Yeah. Like the, um, the lolly one at the Hodgkins. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> shout out to wedding. Ben and Beck. <laughs> Best ben. grazing tables ever. I was like, I almost got diabetes at that yeah. grazing table. And I we had to leave had in like five minutes. Usher <laughs> Jeff out quickly. <laughs> Before he embarrassed I himself. didn't even see you guys because they had a whole grazing table just for gluten-free people. And so <laughs> I literally walked in the door and just stood there and talked to all the gluten-free people. Oh. And we had our own table. It was amazing. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Our cup did overflow that day yeah. uh, with facts. joy for Ben and Beck, but also with the food. Um, but, yeah, no, there's the your cup overflowing is that picture of you couldn't be more happy, mm. you know, couldn't be more fulfilled type, mm. type image. Um, but then it is this really beautiful you know, picturing of dwelling in the house of the Lord forever. There's this eternal, I feel like David has, he has a perspective of reality, but he also has an eternal perspective as well. Mm. Um, Like God is with me now and he's going to lead me on the right path. He's with me in the valley. He's going to defeat my enemies and Mm. like I'm going to be with him forever. Mm. Like there is this uh, security that Mm. he has. And I actually... You know, not just to 
jump and apply it to us straight away, but let's run through the New Testament. I mm. feel like, you know, Jesus comes to mind yeah. Yeah. as the good shepherd and the one who uh, gives us that security and who tells us that, you know, he will be with us, never leave us nor forsake us, mm. yeah. and that we'll be with God um, forever. It's exactly what he says to his disciples, isn't it? Yeah. John, John 15? John I was... John 14, 1 to 5. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. My father's house has many rooms. Yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and even um, this week's sermon from Roger about Mark 6, yes. about how the New Testament really draws on the image of Jesus as the shepherd to help us understand kind of who he is as God and kind of his role and what he's doing mm. um, on God's mission. Yeah, that Jesus refers to himself in those ways. Mm. And like in John, mm. in John's Gospel, he says, I am the good shepherd. Yeah. But then the synoptics just tell stories about him like he's yeah. a shepherd. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. The, the feeding of the 5,000. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the feeding of the 5,000 it was, yeah. That was helpful. Yeah. Anyway, so I, I'm now a little bit in love with Psalm 23. Yeah. Well, there's a reason why, and, you know, we should be we should wrap up, up, but yeah. um, there's a reason why, you know, if someone's unwell or mm. dying. Uh, it's what we want. Yeah, you, yeah. you go to their hospital bed mm. and you read them Psalm 23. Yep. Don't get fancy. Yeah. Like, this is the one. The yep. simple truths yeah. that you want to teach if your you kid. Yeah, if you yeah there are parts grieving, of the Bible that are kind of, um, or what my dad would always call kind of purple patches. They kind of bring together lots of kind of really important ideas into kind of something succinct and short um, and becomes like and a really beautiful. special... And beautiful, yeah. It yeah. becomes a very special part of the Bible and it's not kind of... Yeah, it's okay to be normcore on this stuff. <laughs> you know, there's a reason why they're famous and they're classic. We don't need to find a special fancy offbeat Bible verse. <laughs> you know, actually Psalm 23, it does the job for a reason and it has all the truth there that you need in a time of crisis. Yeah, And like Amen. the more you understand about it, the deeper your understanding goes. But just reading it through, you, you can get the idea from the beautiful imagery, poetry. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So Thank humble you, yourselves yes. and um, memorize it. Don't be <laughs> don't be afraid, Christians. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so anyway, that's my thing. I'm going to memorize Psalm 23. So next okay. time we have a chat, uh, Ooh, ask me how test. am I going. Test. Right. Yeah. Okay. Home hack. Home hack. Okay. Home hack. I always feel like we're running out of time and I have to rush. But um, okay, my <laughs> home hack is you should um, hack your home life by turning. Some of the boring things that you have to do around your house or your family house, if you live with your family, um, for your own kind of mental relaxation. So you know how sometimes people talk about having activities that get you into like a mental flow state where you like relax from all your problems and your thinking and your decision making by doing an activity which kind of occupies your hands and enough of your brain that you can't keep worrying and thinking about your problems. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I think... <laughs> this probably says more about my personality. <laughs> like, be productive with your, uh, you know, your mental flow activities um, and get something done at the same time, such as, I think it's things like gardening mm -hmm. or people maybe like knitting, crocheting. That's not a domestic chore, but, you know. Also fights of Alzheimer's, crocheting. Huh? Oh, does it? Mm. Oh, man, I need to pick that up. Mm. Um, you know, do have I an read activity. read that on the internet somewhere. <laughs> have an activity that you do <laughs> at home. Be true. Uh, which helps you just to have a break from your own brain. 
helps you to do something, Love get it. something done and mm. have a break. I reckon like Entertains your brain so that you don't have to think. Yeah, exactly. Like uh, looking back, I reckon my mum's one was sweeping the floor. We always used to make fun of her that when we arrived at a holiday house, the first thing she would do on arrival would be sweep the floor. But now... Stressful car trip in the... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now I know that getting Leanna's a family, family on holidays is actually a big deal and probably takes a lot of stress. And it was probably her just kind of little mental break to get into the house, sweep the floor, feels good, um, and has a break from all that stress. So, yeah, do something at home that gives you a break from thinking... But if you can get something done like gardening or sweeping the floor at the same time, great. Love it. Thank you. And see you next time.